guys, this is Marty, Total Auto Solutions, and welcome to another edition, second of the weekend, Pints and Polishing Podcast. Whew, what a weekend it has been. Yesterday was very amazing for us. If you guys listened to the, uh, the, the podcast I put out when we were doing a actual live uh, training for how to do paint correction, so... We had the opportunity to go up to really great guys, um, really strong team in Warrensburg, and that is the metropolis of Warrensburg, did you know. Also, I think um, the Keystone, or was it Keystone, or Natty Light Capital of the World, uh, sort of Warrensburg's claim to fame, apparently, is that, that they drink so much Keystone Keystone Light is either Keystone or Nat. I can't remember. The guys from uh, from Professional Detailing of Warrensburg were telling me the story that they literally have their own cans made um, because they sell so many. It's something like hundreds of cases a day of this beer uh, out of the local stores in Warrensburg. It is the highest drinking per capita from anybody else in Anyway, so they, you know, they made a big deal. I think they said it was Natty Light or Keystone. I don't remember. Whatever. You get the point. So anyway, we were there. Did a really great uh, fun time with them. Went out last night. They took us to enjoy the uh, the scenery, so to speak, and had a really great beer from Casey Beer. Uh, so Kansas City Brewery, and they're mostly known for doing their German style, so we had a really great, uh, it, it had like this flowery, uh, flowery name, something like Edelweiss, I think, and um, really, that you could you could taste the notes of floral, which is cool to start picking out different things in beer once you kind of start learning about it, um, and so, really delicious beer, if you guys get a chance to try that, you, you really should, anyway, so, woke up this morning, uh, tray out, threw him in the van, and left Kansas City and almost about to cross the Red River all the way down through Oklahoma and into Texas, driving down to my cousin's 50th birthday. So excited about that. While I'm driving, I listen to a lot of podcasts. So just like you guys do, listen to it while you're driving or detailing. I also do while I'm driving. And one of the podcasts that I just got through listening to which inspired me to make this podcast was Jimbo's uh, auto detailing podcast. So I know a lot of you guys follow him. You should listen to Jimbo for years. Uh, I don't listen to every single episode because, geez, especially lately, he's pumping out so much content for all of the detailers. It's amazing. Um, he's really taken off, and kudos to you, Jimbo. The, uh, the thing that he was talking about was when to start your detailing business. And so, go listen to Jimbo's episode, and one of the things that he has, which he, he puts in at the end, which is very good for you guys, if you are new to the industry or wanting to, you know, kind of grow but don't really know every way to, that you can, he's got what's called the Detail Inner Circle. I'm going to give it a plug. I don't know every single detail about it, but, I mean, they do marketing, they help with marketing material, they help with Q&A, like... I think it's like a really good hands-on community that you can be a part of that will, if you are 
like serious about growing your business and what does that mean like doing more work yep making more money yep you know everything in, in, in inside of growing if that's something you want to do I would suggest you get a hold of Jimbo and go check out detailing inner circle anyway so uh, with his thoughts on why he was saying you know you know, go listen to his podcast and 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 you can get some really great information. Um, so for me, when he was talking about it, you know, I just naturally started thinking about, well, you know, how do you know when to start a business, a detailing business? And we had a guy in the warehouse just the other day, and he's trying to grow and was talking to, you know, some, some other detailers and seeing if they wanted to come onto his team because they had been, you know, just working uh, for somebody like I think let's go with one guy he works at a restaurant and he just kind of details on the side nothing wrong with side hustle uh, but he's not really jumping in so to speak he is more of like just putting his toes in the water and just kind of feeling around and, and he's he's also invested quite heavily in uh, equipment and so I don't know the whole story. There's no judgment. Like, to, that's his choice. Like, that's what he's wanting to do. And I think there, there's definitely some empathy there of, you know, it's it's hard. If, if you've got a full-time gig that pays you and gives you insurance and you could sit back on a 401k, like, like that's hard to, to be mad at somebody for not, you know, blowing and going their detail business. Like, I get it. Like, that's cush. I, I there's so much wish that there's times that I could have done that, but it just it just that just not wasn't for me. There are plenty of people that are, and so you know it's a really a great way of just using something that you're passionate about, uh, detailing as just a small little revenue uh, extras on the weekends or at nights. You know maybe you're only going to do one or two cars uh, a week. You know that's fine. That's so you make an extra 300 bucks. So every month you bring in an extra cool grand to 1200, maybe 1500 a month, like of just extra. I mean, that's you can't fault anybody for that. That's kudos to you. Like that's what you want to do. So there's 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 definitely that side that we have to think about. So you've got people that are like that. Then I think the next group of people that are are thinking, you know, should I dive into business or should I keep you know doing what I'm doing they, they can't quite cross that line and I think if, if you're if you're happy and content like I just mentioned like 1200 bucks you know thousand dollars like extra revenue like if you're happy and you're content with that then then mazel top like kudos to you like good like, you're happy with life that's good like that's the, you're winning that's good you know so um, but if if you're doing that and you're just not content, like you're just like, oh, I wish I could do more, like, oh, I wish I could leave the restaurant or the bank or, you know, wherever it is that you're working, like, oh, I wish I could, but, but you just can't because maybe you're just not pushing hard enough on the detailing business, then those are the people that I say, no, I don't think that you should stay. I think you should start pushing yourself to, to branch out further into how can you 
grow your detailing business, all right? So we get DMs from people a lot on Instagram, so hit us up, definitely always hit us up there, but a lot of guys, that they're, they're, that, they're in that spot, like, like you got both going on, you got a full-time gig, but you're wanting your detail business to grow, to be a full-time gig, to where you can leave the, the, the nine-to-five job and just have freedom on your own, when do you know that it's time for you to let the, the job go and jump in full time? I, I so there's 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 two there's, it comes to a point. So you, if you're at that point, you've got two options, right? Option A is you slowly start walking away from your job, like instead of you to stay late to do something like no nine to five fuck it i'm out like gone and then from six to midnight is devoted to your detailing business okay so uh, you didn't hear i didn't say six to seven six to eight then it gets dark and you know then you, know, you only do one car and then you know go home no like then you're finding a warehouse to clean later or you're getting home and then you're working on your social media so it's you've got that option right it's go to your regular job and then get off your regular job and go to your second job so your detailing business becomes your second job and you need to put more time and effort into it if you ever expect to move away from the nine to five all right so work more push yourself harder and you will eventually begin to drift away to where maybe financially you don't need that nine to five anymore but is that going to take a week no is it going to take a month no is it going to take a year maybe two years probably more like that to where you can fully walk away right why will it take that long it's, it's determined solely on you right once you start wading in the water so to speak once you start gaining more revenue from you're detailing because you're spending more time at it, then it depends on what you do with your money, your time, what you do to where if you can keep building into your business, the faster it will grow and the faster you can walk away from your nine to five, right? Option two, okay? Option two, if you are working somewhere nine to five and you're trying to decide if you should go into auto detailing or go part-time you know if you're trying to make that decision option two would be what I did and in and, and, and by no means would I ever say hey you should do it too I'm just option two is it's the only option that I had okay so and, and let's let's tell the story so I was working um, all growing up, I was, I, I mean, I went to church three days a week. Uh, that's just the way I was raised. And so through my uh, journey in life, I had thought um, I was going to work at a church. That's just that's the way I just, the way my culture, the way I was raised. Um, and me and church just didn't quite work out. And especially the, the, the places, the churches that I worked for. Um, I just didn't fit in the culture, so to speak. I was never happy with the, you know, what I was doing. I mostly wanted to help people, 
and not uh, not worry about all the the business side of the church. I didn't get how much business there actually is in church and politics and you know paper pushing and you know anyway not to to go down a rabbit trail. But so I'm working for a church and I was so miserable. Like literally, it, it didn't matter that I was working at a church because you've all we've all had that job probably where like you literally would fall asleep every day just because you had nothing to do that was me like and I was miserable and so I was complaining to a buddy the guy that I was living with I was just complaining to him one day we were having dinner at this Chinese restaurant called Kids Take Gaudi and he just said hey man I've seen some guys washing cars like you should get a power washer and just start cleaning cars really that guy there's people that do that. Like I was, I was confused. This was 2002, and I was young enough and naive enough, I guess, in a sense, to okay, like I'll give it a shot. Like why not? What do I have to lose? And so I quickly went and got a loan from the bank. And I, I don't know the time frame as far as when I started that business and when I left the employment. Um, but I, I don't think it was it was more than it, there's no, there's no way it was more than a, a month or so. Like as soon as I started cleaning cars, like I I, I ran for it. Like you just the it, it wasn't the so much the freedom was a big deal, but it was that wait I can I can produce things. Like I can I don't have to go to work. Like my work can be this. Like and I can just clean cars and get paid. Like it was, it was, it was very mind blowing to me, and, and very quickly after, instead of instead of doing plant option one, where I slowly waded in and you know just went to work nine to five, and then once I punched out my time clock, I you know went to go work on the business. It's, I, I, I couldn't do that for some reason, and so I just I outright just quit. I said, hey, this is my notice. I'm gonna go do this detailing. I, I'm just it's worth a shot for me to try it. And I still remember being at this like staff retreat, and it was like, "Hey, like peace, I'm out," and um, just jumped both feet in. And so option two is jumping both feet in and seeing whether or not you're gonna make it. It's it's sink or swim. This is like back in old school when they would teach kids how to swim and just throw them in the water, right? Like so, it's do or die. And to me, that's that was just the only way that my mind would work. It's the only way I could do it. And I didn't really see any other option. So those are your options, right? Option one, kind of wading yourself into the water. Or option two, like straight cannonball, here we go. Um, sink or swim, I'm going to go for it. And, and I, either option could work. It really could. But I think longevity-wise, somebody that's going to make a career out of it, if they don't jump both feet in, uh, like at some point in time, you're going to have to. Like, I don't know that you can continue to, to do both, but maybe you can, you know. Um, so anyway, option one, option two. Now, so the second part of this podcast, what I wanted to talk about was, so once you decide whether it's option one or option two, like how do you know if you should be in a detailed business? Like, because maybe... Maybe your business isn't taking off because well, you're just not good at it. 
ever think of that? Like, like if you've been doing option one for four years, like you might not be good at detailing. Like you, you, you just like you, or you might be extremely bad at at managing your time or your marketing or you know what is it? So how do you know whether or not um, you should open a detailing business? Is is let's let's go over first of all before we go over that like. Let's go over misconceptions. Like maybe you're not starting your detail business because of a conception, uh, because of an idea, a misconception, right? First misconception that I would say is the, the cliche motherfucking term that I can't stand, and even though we did a podcast on it yesterday, is so many people don't want to get into a detailing business full blown because they can't do paint correction. Bro, like, seriously, you, you do not have to have some elite shop that is investing tens of thousands of dollars on lighting and all these overpriced polishers at four, five, six hundred dollars. Like, you don't have to do all that. Detailing is more like it's a complete art form. It's not a singular art form. Like, paint correction is just a minor, like extremely minor uh, portion of detailing industry as a whole. Now, are there some guys that make exceptional amounts of money on paint correction and coatings? Yes. Do you have to be that guy in order to start a detailing business? No. Right? So when I started, I literally just bought, and I didn't even buy like, I didn't even buy a really nice trailer. I didn't put a, I didn't, I didn't have the money and I didn't want to invest in one of those big clothes trailers because they were so expensive. Like, I think I got my little one axle trailer for probably like 500 bucks. Like, I went cheap. Like, uh, I just needed it to be able to get back and forth up and down the road so that I could haul some water. And I had a big thing of water and a power washer. And voila, I'm a detailer, motherfucker. <laughs> So anyway, I say that to like, you don't have to dump all into paint correction. You can be a detailing business that does an exceptional job at cleaning interiors and washing cars. Like, you want to still throw on a wax? Okay, that's fine. Still wax cars. Like, I'd say why wax, but you know, that's just biased. Anyway, so you don't have to do full correction, right? Misconception one. Another misconception is that you have to be great at detailing. Oh, I get it. You're gonna you're gonna be like, wait, what you just say? So I get people that DM and we talk and they don't want to start and go full blown yet because they're they're not good. Like and and kudos to them for the humility and the understanding that hey I'm not a good detailer so I you know I shouldn't really be out detailing because I'm just I'm not that no, I'm not that good. That's you know that's what they say. Uh, and and my beef back would also just go into my same story of like uh, listen I I clean like probably two or three cars before I jump full full blown in. Like I didn't clean too many. Once I started cleaning them and fell in love with the process. And once again like I said I knew that I could at least make a little money. Um, I. I I wasn't good. What I was good at was listening 
to my customers. Especially once I went full-blown in, like, I had to be good at listening and understanding why they didn't like the work that I did, okay? So, there's so many times, like, honestly, the reason why I became a good detailer had nothing to do with YouTube videos, not the knock on that. Like, I, I wish I had YouTube. How much easier it would have been, but I didn't. I wasn't from a certification. It wasn't from uh, what anybody told me. We're talking 2002. Like, internet's just barely, like, you're still AOL. You know, that's always fun. Anyway, so, you know, we couldn't really do a lot of research, and people just didn't really use the internet back then as much as they do now. So, for me, how I began to grow as a company wasn't off of my skill set. It was off of what did I do wrong that this customer didn't like and then I just made sure that I didn't do that again on the next car or when I came back the next time for that customer so and I really got heavily into maintenance I did a lot of maintenance early on okay so that was just like a mini detail wash back uh, you know get some interior cleaner and scrub down some some stains off of the doors and a cup holder like and every week or every two weeks like that was my bread and butter because then I could get better and refine my craft so to speak because then customers would tell me what they liked and didn't like and that's how I got better so you don't have to be a good detailer in order to start a detailing business but you do have to be good at listening and understanding why you're not uh, growing and maybe it's because you're not good and you need to be better at it it's okay like if you're not good, but you still have to progress to be better, all right? So, some two big uh, misnomers there as far as what, like, if you're not good at paint correction and if you're not good at detailing, oh, well, then you shouldn't start your business. I, I would say no. Um, so, uh, another misnomer, all right? Um, you know what? No, I'm going to skip that. I, I, let's transition. It's a good time to transition into what should you be good at, okay? So on some things that you don't have to be good at, now let's go into like some business development type on what should you be good at, okay? Number one thing that you should be good at is marketing, right? Probably for any business, and this is me looking at myself in the mirror like, okay, bro, like step up your marketing. Like, if you're going to grow in in revenue, in business, in life, like progression as far as you as a person and your business, like we all have to be better at marketing. Whether that's social media marketing, whether that's door-to-door -door cold calls, whether that's sticking more flyers in customers' cars at Walmart or the grocery store, whether that's just when you're at the gas station and you see a nice car, you start talking to that guy and try to figure out what he likes about his car and, um, you know, who he uses to, to, to wash it or, you know, whatever, just starting conversations with people. Like, I think um, what, what would be a beneficial thing to do is if you were to understand that you, in your daily life, you are selling yourself 100% of the time. Like, and so then you should brand yourself accordingly. 
when you're rolling around town, no matter what you're doing, I think what you've got to understand is there's no longer um, person side and then no business side. Like, they're together. Like, you don't have an option of, well, today I'm going to be Bob. Um, you know, my name is Bob Smith. And so today I'm going to be Bob Smith because it's Sunday, whereas tomorrow, Monday through Friday, I'm going to be the detail, um, I don't know, some business, I don't know, Bob's Detail Company, right? So instead of instead of thinking that your life is, is comes, no, it's, it's all together. Like, Bob, you are Bob's Detail and you're Bob, like, at all time. And so... You have to understand that then your marketing and what you're saying just in life has to go in with your business, okay? And especially, when you talk about that, you especially have to do that as on social media, okay? It's okay. Like, I don't think it matters if you got a business page and a personal page. I do too. Like, I don't think that's a big deal. But any time you're on social or chatting with people on social media or on the internet, you've got to realize that you're also in business mode and that marketing and branding are a big deal, all right? So you're going to, I would say definitely the number one thing that you should be good at is marketing, all right? Number two is going to fall in line with your marketing, okay? Is your number two thing that you should be the best at is educating. Education I tried to run off the road. Education is key because people, even yourself, like, but let's just say um, you're, somebody rings your doorbell, right? Are, are you excited that there's a door-to-door salesman at your home? No, right? Nobody likes to be sold to. We're not, I don't like to be sold to, but, and I'm in sales. So it's, it's, it's weird, and that's why you've got to understand that you are in sales also. And so what is the best way of marketing? The best way of marketing is through education. So what's the second thing that you're going to have to be the best at? Is educating customers, your current customers that you have, on why you did certain things or educating them. I would always want them to see their pain and talk to them about their pain and oh you had a bug splatter over here that we couldn't get off I always wanted to point that out to them um, and then secondly your education should be uh, to your prospects like how can you educate people in your area in order to help them and then when you're helping them then they will also want to use your services so Education is key, and it's a lot better than selling as far as, like, just making pitches to people all the time. So I would say your number two thing that you should be good at would be education. All right, and the last, I mean, there's probably a hundred things, but I'm just going with three, all right? Three points in a poem. Fuck. All right, so number three is the kind of cliche, which is cool because... It, it's cliche and that is what it is, but hashtag hustle, all right? Um, you're going to have to work your ass off. Uh, you, you just, you're going to have to. If, if you expect to grow, if, if, like I, I've heard it said, like if you have the audacity to think that you can do life on your own terms, then grow, like, like then you're going to have to work your ass off. You're going to have to work 
ass off. Like, I literally, there were so many times I was up at somebody's office at 7 because that guy was there early, and I knew if I could get there and get to him at 7, then I could get to my other locations, you know, when they got to work. So sometimes we were up at 7, like washing the car at 7, washing cars all day, grab a little lump dinner, um, maybe take a slight break, but a lot of times not even a slight break because we would then go to, like, let's just say, that one of our accounts that we did power washing for, you know, so we would detail cars during the day, and then I would just turn around and use my same equipment to then clean concrete at night. And so we could go and start, you know, sometimes six, seven o'clock, and then just start cleaning till about midnight, pack things in and, and go home and be up, ready to do it again the next morning. And then some of those times the restaurants wouldn't let us come in early, we'd have to come in at like midnight. Or some of the Sonics, you know, they don't they don't let you come in at nine because that's a pull-up location and if you're blocking off spaces then they can't service their customers so a lot of times we would stay up late anyway you are going to have to work your ass off as much as you possibly can and do it for years like it's not a it's not a one-month game it's not a uh i'm gonna do it for three months and if i don't explode then you know fuck it no like you're in it for the long haul this is a marathon so um, if, if we want to be in business and we want to use this passion that we love, auto detailing, and turn it into a profit, then, you know, we've got to understand that we're in business and we're competing just like everybody else in the marketplace. So those are the three things that you should be good at, right? You should be good at uh, and, and do your best at all of it. So... Um, you, you need to be good at marketing, you need to be good at educating, and you need to be good at working your ass off. Okay, so the keys to your success. Let's let's look now at what are some keys, like if i got to be good at that, then how do I, once I'm starting to roll, um, what are the keys to my success and how can I kind of control my own destiny, so to speak? Um, I'm, there's going to be probably hundreds of those answers too, but I'm going to go over just a couple that come to my mind, right? The number one thing that you should do, like, in order to ensure your success is learn how to make sure you, you make sure you learn how to manage your money, okay? So the, from, from the, the point of do you take a check that somebody writes you and do you... Uh, do you deposit that check? Do you cash it from the idea of if you got uh, cash and somebody pays you in cash? Uh, do I put that into the bank? Do I not put it into the bank? Um, manage your money as far as also making sure you pay your taxes. Oh, you definitely do not want to be in business and not paying your tax. Like, the, the old, old saying, you can't cheat death or taxes, like, it's true, like, you can't cheat taxes. You, if you want to take your passion to a profit, the quickest way to, to turn a profit less and back working your nine to five is not paying your taxes, okay? So, manage your money by, um, by making sure that you understand what to do with your cash, okay? Um, understand what to do with checks, 
and and you should probably talk to talk to an accountant. I did. Have an accountant tell you instead of some guy on a podcast. Like have have an accountant tell you what you should do with that cash or those checks. All right. Um, you should make sure that you pay your taxes and. When you're talking to your accountant about your taxes and about, um, you know, how to manage where to put your cash, you should also talk to them about what is considered a write-off. Um, do I do I do mileage or do I do the, the payment of the vehicle? Um, do I do I buy meals with the cash that somebody gave me, or should I put a meal on the company card? Uh, you know, should I have a credit card or should I just use a debit card? You know, so there's some some of that stuff that you should really sit down with an accountant so that they can guide you in the right direction. Because the laying your foundation of managing your money is going to pay off massive dividends later. So tra- fast forward five years and your business is exploding. But you don't understand. You don't understand why there's never money in the bank, and you've got all this debt that you've piled up because you haven't done everything right. Like, so start from the foundation, understanding how the accountant wants you to put money in the bank or not put money in the bank. How the accountant wants to have you write certain things off, um, as far as um, it's not called discounts, but. Um, when you pay your taxes, you get write-offs. And so there's certain things that you can do, certain things that you can't. So you should talk to an accountant about that. And they will make you also pay your taxes. So that's a good thing. All right. So uh, number two key to your success is manage your time. Okay. Work more and play less. Like I know there's that saying like, uh, work hard, play hard. I would say work hard and then work some more. Like it's just, if, especially if you're young, like if you're young, like just, I'm going to put your head down and, and just, just work. Like I, that's all I did. And then I would hang out with some buddies every once in a while. Um, and especially with my roommates, if I was around, you know, we, that was big with Tiger Woods and we played a lot of Tiger Woods. Uh, and I went out some too, you know, of course, we'll go out to the bars, go drinking or, you know, go on dates. Like you still got to have a life, but I, I, a lot less play when you're young and a lot more work will allow you to then when you're in your thirties, your forties, your fifties, when everybody else might be, I mean, some people are are living life at that time, but a lot of others might be, you know, slaving away because they play too much. So anyway, uh, that's one idea. And then, so then the second thing to be, to have the keys to your success would be your branding. Okay. Um, your creative nature, as far as how you do your photos or how you do, um, your videos, the, the, the way that you catch people's attention, you know, who you are as a brand, your business and yourself, like how you are and the, the better that you are at branding and explaining yourself, the, the more success that you will have and the continued success. So anyway, um, 
hopefully you got some good information from here. This is this is one of my little passions as far as inside the detailing community is how can we help turn what we have so much passion for, which is detailing or cleaning cars, and turn it into a profit. Um, in 2002, when I started, like I, I had no clue. I just know I like to clean cars. And so through a lot of ups and downs and quirks and I might, I might have turned it into a career, you know, 18 years later. So uh, hopefully I've got another, you know, 60 years, <laughs> but I don't know about that, but um, either way, you, you know what I mean? Like that ability to be able to do what you enjoy in life and then make a profit at the same time. And it doesn't mean that you have to be a millionaire. Like, that's cliche too. So just to be able to profit from something that you're passionate about, right? That's winning in life, right? If, if I can do things that I enjoy and make a living at it, then then life is not that hard. Life is pretty good then. So um, that's one of the things that we really like to do and help. So definitely find us at Total Auto Solutions on Instagram. Find Ian at Redbeard. Uh, detailing find DJ his is at eco green mobile detailing or uh, I think he likes to use his personal page which is at DJ Patterson you know you can find him on Facebook Instagram whatever so hit us up on the DM I mean honestly this this is these are things that we love to do things that I love to do is help um, and to give back to the industry that um, allows us to make a living and so the better we can help the industry, the better everybody will be in the industry, hopefully. So anyway, hey, this is Marty, Total Auto Solutions. Thank you guys for listening. And hopefully you will go check out Jimbo's podcast and you will follow him because he's got a lot of great content. And definitely go check out uh, the Detailer Inner Circle. Hit up Jimbo, great guy. So um, thank you guys for listening, and I am going to continue on to Dallas and go celebrate my cousin Rex's 50th, and um, kudos to him. I hope that I can make it to 50. All right. Hey, you guys have fun. Make it a great day.